calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back, adventurers, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Balance finds a super metal key, Rajak is blinded by the light, and Zoltana stands by her position as a woman of God. Having met Guardian and Claws, the trio hand over their keys and start the challenges needed to raise a hero. Who will be the first into the dark corridor? What twisted horrors await within? And will our criminals leave this dark place unscathed? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. What you see before you is a long, dark corridor. Guardian gestures down the corridor with one bony finger. Well, brave heroes first. Zoltana, after you, I insist. (laughs) All right. That's me. I'm the brave hero. She just like walks in like all cocky. And I'm the intelligent one. Uh, Guardian, I have a question for you just out of curiosity since you are from me time long past during your time were there people of a more psychic nature it tilts its head a little bit as if it's thinking I do not know of any such Hmm. I am simply a fighter very well I was more just curious 
Well, thank you, and uh, well, have a good rest, assuming you go back to sleep. And Balance walks in. You don't know a lot about your situation, do you, Balance? More than you would you would think, but less than I'd like. Hmm. Are all three of you in this corridor now? Yep. Okay, you walk through too. All right, I just want to check. Um, as, as you all step in there, um, you hear the door closing behind you. Sorry, you hear the door kind of basically rematerializing behind you. You hear like the, the kind of like the, the crackle, the feel you get in the back of your neck that magic is going on. Hmm. Um, and if any of you look back, you basically see the bear just like sitting on its on its on its uh, on its on its haunches just sort of like r- like waving one bare arm at you. Like, Aww. I'm gonna wave back at it. I love I love claws. Farewell claws. Uh, and as 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 you see like this kind of like the claws waving on claws uh claws paw, uh, the door materializes, it turns to wood and then it turns into stone. You guys are plunged into darkness. That's okay. Well, I you, have dark you might vision. want to light another torch. I fumble around for a torch, and Rawl is just cursing. He's not happy about the doors closing behind him in smaller and smaller spaces. This is not okay. Balance will light it with the t- with his tinderbox. Okay, cool. Um, so between the three of you, or sorry, between the two of you, you managed to light a torch for your non seeing in the dark companion. Um, you are in a fairly long corridor. On the left-hand side, you can see that there are three doors, kind of equally spaced. On the right-hand side, you can see that there are three other doors. Again, kind of equally spaced, but not quite opposite the other doors on the left-hand side. And at the very end of the room, uh, sorry, at the very end of this corridor, you can see that there is... uh, how far can you guys see in darkness? 60. Yes. 60, so it's 120 with the light. From where you are, it looks like it just terminates in a wall. Hmm. Huh. Uh, what door is closest to us, left side or right side? Left side. Uh, this door is made of a... Um, this door is green. Hmm. Made of wood, simple keyhole, handle. It's a door that's green. Oh, green door. We had a green key. Right. Uh, maybe we should go through there. Well, I'm assuming the challenges are probably through each of these doors, so might as well start with the first. The green key had a waterfall on it. Right. So it, maybe the challenge has to do with water. Well, we won't know until you get in that door, so... Me, of course. Yes, please, go ahead. Of course, me, you cowards. You are the ones who didn't want to turn back. (laughs) No, you are Zoltana, master of the doors. When did I say I was master of the doors? As soon as you called yourself a brave hero. No, I didn't. I'm I'm bestowing the title upon you. Oh, well, they're a good band, so I'm okay with that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna... Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, sorry. <laughs> How much of this am I editing out? Um. <laughs> uh. All right. So she'll walk up and uh, she'll open the green door. If she can open it, can she open it? Absolutely. You grab hold of the handle. It's 
easy. You open the door. It opens without resistance. And all of you are momentarily blinded by a white light. Son of a bitch. Yay! I love being blinded. New favorite thing. And half a second later, you guys find yourselves in a large white space. Cool. You can tell that you're on a ground, but it's white. You look off into the distance. There's nothing but white all around you. Um, not overly bright, bright, but it's nothing but white. Um, to one side of you, actually in front of the three of you, um, uh, there's a circle of stone. Um, and you can see from where you are that this stone circle is filled with water. Hmm. Hmm. I want to go look at the stone circle closer. Yeah. Okay. In Um, fact, I'll even roll an investigation if you'd like me to. Sure. Because I want to investigate that stone circle. (laughs) And I don't because it's a five. (laughs) That's perfectly fine. You you make your way to the stone circle. Um, you you have a look. It's definitely stone. Uh, you can tell that there is definitely water in this stone circle filled with water. Ross going to do his investigation where he uses his hands a lot, and he's going to go touch the water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you touch the water. And you all hear a voice, Raljak, most clearly. You hear a very peaceful voice, a very serene voice, um, very light, very airy. And the voice says, To leave this room, show me in an action or with a word what peace is. And then nothing. Uh... Zoltana immediately drops to her knees and starts praying because for her, that's what she feels the most peaceful. Okay. Take a... Justify a roll to me. What? Justify a skill check. Justify an ability check. I, justify I guess, something to me. I guess a religion check? Or, or... Okay. Okay. Or should I do a wisdom? It's entirely up to you. I will take whatever you argue for. I don't know. I'm trying to contact my god, so I guess... What do you usually have religion. me? Wisdom? No, no, go for religion. If, if you're trying to contact your god, we'll go okay. with religion. I got a 17. Woo! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that's where you went to. Um, okay, you basically drop to your knees um, and you pray to tear um, and you feel that divine spark uh, just kind of emanate up and down your spine and you feel it coming from your spine across your shoulders and down into your fingers and you hit that sweet moment when you go everything's going to be okay everything is good and then you two see Zoltana fade from your existence well she's dead (laughs) (laughs) no I think she just went to her happy place go ahead Rel um Love and companionship? You feel a burning behind your eyes. You feel burning in the back of your throat where you're speaking. And you take... So sorry. (laughs) You take one radiant damage. Ouch. And you feel the voice in your head, just you. A single word. And the voice goes away. 
Um, I guess Raul just says love. Okay. DC for this is going to be high because you done fucked up first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, justify a roll to me. Um, perhaps a general, just a general charisma roll. All right. Uh, yeah, go on then. 13. Ouch. You feel a burning in the back of your eyes and down the back of your throat. And you take five radiant damage. Ooh. Uh, Raw turns to balance. Raw? Balance, I can't do this. What do you mean you can't do this? What's going on? I can't do it. It hurts. Uh, pa- uh, let me show you perhaps a way that you can find China Peace. And uh, Balance is going to sit down by the water, and he's going to cross his legs Indian style. Mm-hmm. Sit, sit across from me, Ral. Okay. He sits across from me. This is something that my mentor taught me during my training. It's more than just meditating as an elf would. It's finding your inner self, something that you can just focus on. and It helps me when I need to well, reach my other self. So, put your hands, palms up on your knees. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. And I've seen you do it before. Do your breathing, just in through the nostrils, out through the mouth. He does his breathing. With each inhale... I want you to just imagine the wind blowing across your scales, swirling around you, and then when you breathe out, the the wind dissipates. Focus on nothing but this until you find a rhythm where this no longer becomes an exercise, but just another part of what you do. And then focus on something that would bring you peace. What does Rajak focus on? I think that Raw thinks back to uh, a time where they were, where him and Ama were traveling. I want you to roll. I want you to roll a history for me. Wait, I retract that. Roll a, roll a straight charisma for me. Sixteen. As you sit there thinking on your past, breathing in, breathing out, feeling the movement of air over your scales, you are taken back to a moment long in your past when Ama and yourself are travelling towards Falsam itself and something has happened on the road and you're exceptionally freaked out and worried. And you see and you smell, you smell the scent of Ama, you know this smell older than time if you rotted away to nothing but dust and your consciousness was just still floating around you would know Ama in not even a heartbeat and you before you you see Ama's face appear and she's saying it is okay Rajak remember I love you and we will be fine here that is your memory what you feel is Ama's hand running across your face I want you to roll a constitution with advantage. 17. 
balance you see Raljak dissolve from the existence. Well, you guess he found it. <laughs> uh, if only Talvin could see me now. Alright, well, my turn, I suppose. And, uh, Balancey is going to similarly go into his meditative trance. And, um, he's going to think back to his childhood when him and Ninverna were, uh, playing in his father, his mother's gardens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the serenity and peace that he enjoyed back then with him, with, uh, his friend. Um, the memory that most sticks in your mind back to these um, was when you guys were very, very young and you are playing in the gardens, going in and out of the various flowers, the various bushes and stuff, and you run around in circles and Nivana seems to disappear. You look left, you look right, and you cannot find her love nor money. And you begin running around a bit frantically, a little bit worried, and then you feel the dropping of water down your back and you look around and you look up and you have no idea and then you see her you see this small giggling little elf graceful even back when hanging by her legs on this tree looking down at you just squeezing this little fruit onto your head and she looks at you and giggles I would like you to make a Christmas yeah make a constitution just straight. Straight constitution? Yep. Because you aren't being helped. It's just you alone, brother. 19. Ooh. Cool. Uh, Zoltana and Rajak, you see balance reappear, dissolving back into existence inside this corridor. Uh, the door before you is open, and you see that it is a simply a small round room with a table and in the centre of this table, you can see that there is a small green coin. Um, cool. I'm going to go in to take the coin. Uh, Rawl puts his hand on Balance's shoulder. Thank you, Balance. It was my pleasure. And we catch up. Okay. Uh, you you managed to take the, uh, the coin without a problem. It's just a small green coin. There's no adornment on it. It's just a small disc of green. It's uh, metal. Well, on to the next room, I suppose. Let's go to the... I'm assuming the other doors are the colors of the other keys, right? On the left-hand side, yes. The doors on the right are just simple wooden doors. You do notice um, that as you come out of this room, and you two would have probably noticed as well, that the door opposite this one is slightly ajar. Hmm. Oh. I'll go check that out. As you open it, um, a light comes from within and gets brighter the, the further you open this door. And you can see that there is a series of pews here. And at the other end of this kind of, to be honest, quite small room, you can see that there is a dais with an altar on it. Um, oh. And this altar is completely it's the altar is initially blank but when you step slightly into the room you see all the adornments of tear suddenly appear on this altar and carved into it she's gonna go up and uh pray at the altar to thank tear for getting her through that challenge okay yeah you you feel the divine spark again you feel somewhat at peace 
I'm sure she feels very happy to be feeling the divine spark again. Yeah. It's becoming stronger and stronger with every passing moment. You are feeling a real connection here. You guys can probably see on her face, she looks a little bit relieved as well as, you know, happy. Like you get, there's definitely visible relief on her face when she gets up from the altar. Is there somewhere to put that coin in there? What? Oh, I hadn't even considered. I I guess I'll look. Take an investigation for me. Ooh, let's see if this goes better than my last one. Okay, a three. (laughs) Not so much better. The only thing you really notice is that this is an altar, and it's dedicated to Tia currently. It's an altar, and it's dedicated to Tia currently. Did I did I see it, the altar changing to tear? Yes, you did, yeah. yeah. Zoltana, come out of the room for a moment. All right. She walks out of the room. Does it change it, back? It changes back to being completely blank. Balance takes a step in the room. What god is he more inclined to? I don't know. This was not something we really discussed. Oh, <laughs> it's your damn. choice now. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, Agma. No. Tiamat. <laughs> um, okay. You know what? Why don't turn this into a plot hook maybe in the future? Pick something that you think the world would think uh, a god would be like, this guy is interesting. Because I don't think there are any gods of psionics or anything like that, so that's not really an option. Before you, um, you see the blank altar. You see that it becomes carved, um, and it seems to carve itself into, especially around the edges, carve into that of scrolls. But there's nothing written upon these scrolls. The, uh, the ornaments themselves are ink, they are quills, and they are blank parchments. That's very interesting. Uh, Balance take is going to walk up to the altar. Check. Can I also take, take a your religion check? Kushme. 22. I got an 11 somehow. Uh, you wouldn't recognize this, unfortunately, Sultana, but Balance, you know this to be Ogma. Ah! <laughs> oh. All right. Which is the god See, of knowledge. I knew he was the perfect one for Balance. Yep. That's a rather peculiar... Well, no, I suppose it makes sense in my sense, though I've never been one for religion. Well, I suppose I should take a look, and Balance is going to take a look at the altar itself, see if there's anything that stands out to him. Other than that they are carved blank scrolls, there is nothing that really stands out here. Balance is going to... I don't want to say he does, like, a prayer or anything, but he like closes his eyes, does like a quick like mental nod, I guess, uh to the altar and then leaves a gold coin on it. Okay. And then walks out. Uh you walk out, the altar returns to normal, the gold coin disappears. <laughs> Raul, would you like to step in and find your god? Oh. Um I'm actually rather curious, please indulge me. Uh, oh, okay. Well, steps in. Okay. You walk into this room and the altar itself turns, it turns into a rack, a torture rack. There is blood all over it. 
And there is a pair of white gloves bound with a red cord. Do I recognize that? <laughs> I'm going to do another religion you... check. Stop. No. Um, balance, you can take a religion check. Zoltana, you don't need one. Why? Who is it? 17. You know this. This god is Ilmater. Ilmater is the god of endurance and self-sacrifice. You know this because this is the god that Adet followed. Zoltana's just gonna kind of like fall to her knees. Rawl gets pretty scared and backs out of the room. No, no, go hmm. back in, go back in. Like, I just please let me see it just for a little bit more. Uh, hey, okay. It's not a bad god. It's Elmater. I don't know what this means. It means you're a good person, Rawl. This means I am a good person. Well, it means you've been through a lot. Okay. Like there are like tears down Zoltana's face. Balance steps into the room next to Rawl. The rack remains. Hmm. What do I do? You don't have to do anything if you don't want to. This was more for my own curiosity, but seems you've made Zoltana happy. I don't know what is happening. Me neither, but Best I can guess, this is some sort of magical room that changes for you to find your god, I suppose. You're welcome to go up and pray, if you're such a person. I don't know how. Our kind doesn't do this. Zoltana, would you like to help Ral out? She's still crying. <laughs> I'm crying. It's terrible. Uh, she's She walks in, and she... um. She touches Rawl's arm, like, and kind of beckons for him to come forward with her. And she, um, walks up to towards the altar and steps in the first pew and kneels and, you know, she kind of, like, beckons him to kneel, too. He kneels and looks pretty confused. <laughs> Out of place. You just gotta sort of think at Ilmater. Like, when I talk to Tyr, I address him in my mind. And first I let myself get really, really quiet. Like, everything has to stop in my brain for a minute. And then I just focus completely on talking to Tyr. And I can feel him listening. And it's so powerful. And... Ilmeda wouldn't choose just anyone. You know. He knows what you've been through. So I just think? Yes. Just sort of think at him. Rawl, do what I taught you earlier. Is the same? You need to find your inner self, and then you can reach out with your mind, as far as I understand it. It, it might help if you focus on all the things you've, like... If you if you kind of think about the things you've endured first, um, Raw looks a little uncomfortable. You don't have to say him out loud. No, don't he's not. Know. No, he, he just looks that way, and uh, he closes his eyes and I guess focuses on um, focuses a lot on the things in his life that 
should have gone differently and how they how that negatively affected him but also thinks about how he's been so lucky to make it as far as he has okay take a wisdom saving throw I will let you choose whether you want to do this with disadvantage or not if you think he would generally attempting to pray take it normally if you think he's trying to avoid thinking of those things take it with disadvantage um I'm gonna take it normally because he is giving it the effort because what balance did with him before worked and since He's been told it's the same thing. He thinks this is positive and he's giving it his best shot. Okay. Um, In that case, go for your wisdom then. 15. 15. Okay. You, a part of you that you've never really experienced before, you feel like before when you were burnt by the raging energy from, from the previous room, this feels more like a, a warm, encompassing glow. And you feel momentarily displaced from your body. And as you kind of are pulled out and you look back at yourself kneeling and praying, as you look at Zoltana sitting next to you, uh, sorry, kneeling next to you, and you see Balance off to one side, you see the presence of a man who has red cords at his wrist, kind of sitting beside your body. And as you look over there, you think of the things that could have gone better. And you see Ama. You see Ama lying. You see her slowly dissolving. And you're wrenched back into your body. And your body feels better. And you receive... 1d12 for healing. Oh, shit. You received 12 healing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it's useful to have a god, apparently. Holy shit, that takes you to full health. It, it was exactly what I needed to get to full health. <laughs> like, to the dot. Ilmater knows. Uh, Rawl is... Uh, he's got tears in his eyes. He is kind of shaken. But uh, his breathing is very calm. He just kind of relaxes a bit and uh, tries to continue his breathing while he gets himself together. Uh, The other two of you, you see the wounds that he had in a white and red flash. They are just instantly healed. There's no knitting. There's no prolonged flash of gold light like you're used to from Sultana's healing or knitting of the bone that you're used to seeing from Balance's healing. There is a flash and they are healed. Uh, Roger stands up and whispers, uh, thank you. I, I don't, I don't know what else to do. And he looks over at his Sultana. You said, thanks. You did your, you prayed. That's all you got to do. Do you feel connected? Yes, but uh, with with what? I don't know. You can teach me? I can teach you. My wife was a, was a follower of uh, Ilmatis. Oh. 
she kind of looks really gratefully at the um at the altar and and she walks she, she walks out of the room. Uh, do you two go with her? Yeah, Balance is going to walk out, give uh, Raul a moment to himself. Um, gives one last glance inside before leaving the room entirely. Yep. Okay. You guys leave the room. Door stays slightly ajar. Room is dark. Right. To the next one, I suppose. What color is the next door? Okay. The next door on your left is red. Again, has a handle. Again, has a very simple, simple lock. I'm scared of this one, but let's go in. After you, doormaster. <laughs> All right, if you insist. And she, uh, <laughs> she walks in. Okay. The door opens easily as if it has been unlocked. Before you stands a, a site that's fairly familiar to Rojak, at least. You see that on the ground there is sand. There is a rope circle. You can see that there are three suits of armor. And as you open the door, only one of them walks forward and stands within the circle. Oh, thank God. Um, I assume that means we need to fight it. <laughs> as soon as you say the word fight, um, the suit of armor claps its arm. It claps its uh, gauntleted hand on a longsword and brings it to bear. Zoltana does same. Okay, are you in the circle? Is anyone else in the circle with her, or are you just going to go it alone? Um, well, it's only one right now. Uh, I think we should all go in and see if it yells at us. Balance is going to call out to it. Are these to be one-on-one? It doesn't respond. Well, I'll take a step in the circle. Okay. Well, takes a step in. All right. We need to roll initiative. All three? Are you two getting involved in the fight? Well, let me ask this. Do okay, the other... I'll rephrase it. At this point, the only person that needs to roll initiative is Rajat, because he's the only one who is in the fighting pit. I'm in, I, thought oh, I thought I was in the circle. Yeah, I thought Zoltana was in. Oh, yes, you stood in the circle. Yeah. That's what I was checking just now. Okay, in that case, yes, everyone roll initiative. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, 17. Significantly high. Nine. Boop, 11. All right. The suit of armor runs and charges forward and it will attack the person who looks the most squishy and he makes an attack at balance. Oh, you think I'm the squishy one? He looks squishy <laughs> AF. Um, but I'm wearing my radical looking uh, Inquisitor attire. How dare. Okay, um, you see this longsword slash down at balance going for his chest for 18 versus your armor class. Oh. Woo. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, that'll do it. And uh, I don't have anything to counter that. Really? Nope. Okay. I don't have uh, rolling real dice. Wizard stuff. Um, for six damage. Ow! I'm down to seven. (laughs) Um, it is now face to face with balance. However, it is balance's turn. (laughs) All right. Um. Uh, you know what? Fine then. Balance can go head to head. Let's go then. Uh, so Balance is going to draw uh, his swords. Okay. And he's going to go for a one-two. Uh, one-two combo okay. like Talvin used to teach him. Okay. I love it. 
Yeah, like he takes his main hand sword and goes for a uh, slash to the right side in the ribs. Okay. And at the same time is taking the uh, offhand blade and trying to go up into the opposite armpit. Okay. All right, so main hand attack is a 21 to hit for five slashing. Oh, hell, that hits, yeah. And then the offhand is also a 21 to hit for three slashing. Or I guess piercing since I'm poking. All right, so you basically slash and poke. um, And you hear it ring off the armor, but the armor does begin to buckle and bend a little. Uh, You have have done some damage to it. All right, next in the initiative then is Sultana. What are you you doing? Uh, I'm going to go at it with uh, my sword, because why the fuck not? Let's do this shit. Ooh, 22 to hit. How are you attacking it with your sword? Uh, Where are you going for it? I am running Come it. Come on, Flavor takes this up, girl. I'm running right for its uh, sternum. Oh, nice. Basically, you want to plunge your blade between balance and the thing? Yes. So, yeah, you basically run full pelt towards balance and this uh, this suit of armor, and you basically thrust your arm past balance and smash it square into the sternum area. Um, how much damage did you do? Nine. Hold on. Wait. I feel like I get extra damage. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to smite that motherfucker. All right. What do you say to, uh, what do you say to Tyr to entice him to smite your enemy? Uh... Bring down the holy thunder! <laughs> I love how you get shot out of your axe. <laughs> the same thing again. It's so amazing. Keep it. Keep it. It's canon. Um, basically, you, a balance, you see this sword thrust past you. You hear this cry out to tear. And as the, uh, as the, as the point of your blade smashes into the chest of this thing, you see this almost like a lightning bolt smash at that moment that the two, um, the two metal surfaces contact one another. And you just feel this like holy mittens as, as you see, like, as the sword is removed, you see this kind of like burning holy smite hole. Holy crap, dude. Fuck yes. God, I love being a paladin. All right. Okay, it is now, uh, it's now the other one's go. Roger. The other one. Okay. How tall is this thing? Oh, let's say six foot. Okay. Uh, but it's a pretty bulky. It's, it's basically a full suit of plate armor. Okay, so it's not going to like topple over if I try to like, say, jump and plant my foot on it and then do a kick with my other foot. You can attempt to bum rush it and kick it to the floor if you want. I don't want to kick it to the floor. Roll it and try to do that. I just want to like, so I want to jump up, plant one foot on it, and then with my other foot, I'm going to kick it up into like a backflip, and that foot is going to do a kick in its head. That's fucking rad. And uh, as he as he flips backwards, um, he's going to bring his tail up really quick for that second hit. Yeah, yeah go for it. Go for it. Make your attack roll. So his then. kick is not going to hit. That's an 11. Ting. Yeah. And then as he brings his tail up, that's a 15 to hit. Ting. Nope. You two basically hear this this Dragonborn monk go in there, deliver a kick, uh, sorry, deliver a punch and deliver, sorry, deliver a kick and deliver a, a hit with a tail and he basically just rings it like a bell. <laughs> Roll, we really need to teach you to fight with a sword. Uh, it is now its go, however. Um, having just felt the the significant burning hole in its chest coming from the 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 paladin the 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 shorter one next to it it turns its fury upon you 
I can take it, baby. Good, because I can't. It's good because that was a natural 20. Um, oh, was it really? It really was, yeah. God damn. Uh, yeah, that hits my armor class for sure. Okay. I'm so sorry. Don't kill me. Jesus. And you take 12 damage. Man, those are some hot dice. Yeah. I've had, I had a really, too fair, Balance had a really lucky roll against her. So. Two of them. How, how many hit points are you at now? Me? Four. 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 Okay. Rip. It's now Balance's go. Balance is going to see if his psionic power will work on something like this. Um, so he wants to attempt to do a, well, first he's going to do his psychic focus, uh, the psychic assault. So he gets the plus two to damage with his uh, psionic talents. Mm-hmm. And he's going to attempt to mind thrust this creature and see if he can uh, like throw it off balance. Sure, go for it. Um, what's the DC? It's a DC 13, uh, 12 psychic damage if it fails. Um, what DC 13 what? Intelligence. Thank you. It fails. So that's 12 psychic damage. Ooh. Um, you guys hear like a third ringing of a bell. <laughs> like, it basically, like, the, 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 the helmet kind of, like, vibrates a little bit, and it sounds much like the, the hammering of a bell again. All right, it's now Zoltana's go. Uh, I'm going to heal myself, because I'm bad. I'm, I'm in a bad way, man. All right. You lay your hands upon yourself. <laughs> as you guys see this slight golden glow <laughs> in the various wounds that you're about to heal. So, go for your healing. Uh, I think about you, touch myself. I, I still haven't updated it. It's on two, I'm at level two, so I have ten. <laughs> I'm gonna heal myself a full ten because I am fucking dying, you guys. That's it. Burn all your lay on hands. Do it. Uh, Hurry up. I'm gonna give myself... Wait. You've, you've healed yourself a ten? It's on my board. Okay, fine. <laughs> I needed it anyway. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Uh-oh. Right, so what else can you do? Is lay on hands an ability, a bonus action, action? As an action. All right. Okay, then I guess we'll, we'll move on to, to Raljak. Okay. I'm going to try to kick it. I'm, I think I'm standing kind of like beside it at this point as it's yeah, engaged. We'll Suplex. Suplex. <laughs> no, I'm going to try to plant a kick into its knee sideways to try to buckle that. Okay. Um, 17 to hit. Yes. For 5 damage. Okay. It's uh, looking somewhat peaky right now. You uh, you hear the nice buckling of, of the knee and you see it kind of like kind of bend down a bit as, as you see its knee kind of like almost buckle buckle in place. And then I am going to with seeing that with all of my body weight, I'm going to kind of do a little jump and plant both of my feet in there for 20 to hit. Hell yeah. Four or five more damage. Okay. You basically, you, you, you kick out its knee and then you, you guys basically see this monk just flip himself up in there and just push both his feet into the chest, proper like House of Flying Daggers style and you see this, this huge suit of armor just fly across the uh, acro- fly across the arena and as it passes out past the um, uh, past the rope barrier you basically just see it fizzle and as it goes out it basically just fizzles into nothing oh. 
Cool. Are we still on initiative? You are not. You are out of initiative. Oh, wow. You can see that as he fizzled out, that in the area where he was standing at the back of the room between the two other suits of armor, you can see a small round red disc. You, I think you earned that one, uh, Ral. Yeah, go ahead. That is your prize, sir. Oh, yes. Pick up the thing between the other two scary things. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to get three coins from a room. No, yeah. I, just the other armors. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Ral walks up very slowly between the other two sets of armor. It's okay. Uh, take a possession check. Okay. 19. You see both of the suits of armor turn their heads, their helmets, towards you. I move slower towards the red thing. <laughs> the heads move slower. I'm going to grab it and run my full 40 feet away. <laughs> you reach out and grab the coin. Like, so do you just grab it in a quick dart and run? Or yes. do you very slowly reach for the <laughs> Basically, you reach out really quickly and everyone, you all three of you see the, the, suit, the two suits as one just turn to face... Um, Sorry, turn to face Raljak and he grabs the coin and bolts and you just see the two suits of armor as quickly as he leaves, turn back and face out the way they were before. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Balance is letting out a breath that he didn't realize he was holding. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Zoltana's laughing. Right. Well, uh, good job. <laughs> uh, as you bust your way out of this room, uh, you notice that the door opposite is ajar. Almost uh, opposite is ajar. Let's see what's in room number four. I like how you guys were real proud of Raw for getting the final blow, but he did as much damage, like he did less damage with that in the whole game as you guys yeah. did in one turn. You yeah, fucking there's... drop kicked it across the fucking arena, can so you, yes. Can you fucking stop, like, hating on your own character for I'm like just five analyzing, seconds i'm analyzing and, like, the math that happened let us appreciate him every single turn you guys did Listen, so much damage you are <laughs> Rawl is right. a beautiful beautiful man and he does not deserve <laughs> the doubt that his creator is giving him that's <laughs> fine neil's analyzing numbers that's all i, th- okay. I thought it was funny um <laughs> let me appreciate the rp damn it the- <laughs> The room opposite, when you open it, uh, you can see that there is essentially what looks like an armory slash a training room. You can see that there are some dummies that have been set up. You can see that there is a forge in the corner. You can see there's plenty of workbenches. This room is pretty large. Oh. I want to go in and look for better armor. I have really yeah, good armor. Zoltana, step in, see if it changes. There are no arm. Um, there is no armor here. There is no additional weapons. There is all the equipment to make additional armor slash weapons. There is also, you notice now that you're in the room, that off to one corner, there appears to be an assortment of what looks like magical artifacts that could be used to create magical artifacts and potions and the such like. I'm going to go look at those things. Cool. You rock your way over there. Uh, There is a bench. There's a bench with what looks like an alchemy kit on there. Um, Various vials and potions and bottles and distillery type stuff you notice that there is some uh basic uh magical artifacts that could be used to imbue certain um pieces of armor or weapons with magical items basically a huge load of ritual type ingredients are here does anyone know how to make armor 
No. Would Balance have learned anything of uh, crafting from uh, when he was home? Tell me, he's a blacksmith. No, I'm uh, not saying that he's like. Did he learn yes. anything in his training just about how this stuff works? At least you would take a history. Sure. It's going to be quite tough because you are learning 13. to be an inquisitor. On a 13, you would know the very basics of like, this is how a suit of armor is made. This is how some rituals would be carried out. You recognize the tools. You recognize what they may be used for and how to use them. Mm-hmm. But the actual application is far beyond you. Do I recognize any of the artifacts? Do they seem Not like really. of Elvish make or Dwarvish make? Or- oh, I'll tell you what, uh, take a separate history check. Zoltana, you can also make a history check. It's not quite stone cunning, but it would be kind of relevant here. So you can both make history checks. Crit fail. Oh, crit 20. (laughs) Crit not fail. I did it. Crit not fail. Okay, balance, you have no idea the origins of these. Um, Zoltana, because of your stone cunning stuff that you have for being a dwarf, you recognize kind of cultural norms. There are things here that you recognize. Uh, they are definitely dwarven construction here. There's elven construction here, humans, gnomes, some even halfling. But there are other, other wares here, construction based, um, like how they are made. They are none of those. You don't know what they are, but you know they're not from this continent, at least. Heh. Well, does anything look like I should take it? And with Not me? really. No. Not unless you know how to do the certain rituals you would need to imbue objects with magic, or if you were a potion maker. Yeah, I got none of that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're kind of. Ooh. You would carry them around, but they wouldn't really give you anything. Is there anything that it looks like would be good to bring back for Demi? What are you looking for? Uh, anything like fancy magic, and like something that because she's like the queen of the witches' guild or whatever. So like fancy magic. <laughs> um. Okay. So like the artifacts here are basically ritual stuff. You could grab. Uh, she might be interested in something that isn't of this continent. Okay, so you could grab, say, like, um, let's say a wand with a a ruby encrusted part of it. Uh, the rubies themselves aren't valuable. The wand itself isn't valuable. But this is not human. It's not dwarven. It's not elvish construction. Okay, this is definitely something different. That might be of interest to her. I'm gonna grab that and put it in my backpack. Cool, cool. What are you guys up to now? Uh, Balance wants to in- in search the room, see if there might be any uh. Anything of significance that might not be visible on the surface or anything? Uh, See if we're missing something. You have a look around and you don't really find anything. Um, It is almost as it appears. You can see that there are training dummies. There's clearly areas to train with various types of weapon, ranged or melee. Um, You can tell that some of these training dummies are clearly fireproof. Um, You can see there's a forge... Uh, all the equipment is there to so use said forge. Uh, there's clearly nothing been made here. Everything looks fairly, inverted commas, new. Um, they've not been used is what I'll, I'll rephrase that too. And yeah, that's essentially all that you really find in here. Hmm. The uh, potion making stuff, is there anything that I would recognize would be an easy enough potion for me to try throwing together? 
all the equipment here is the, all the equipment here would be to make them. There are no ingredients here. Okay, gotcha. The same as that there are no ingots at the forge. Okay. I'll go to the black door. Yeah, next door. Okay. You open the door. Inside, there is a simple wooden chair. Uh, this simple wooden chair has a series of words carved into it in a variety of different languages, some of which you'll understand, some of which you won't. And written on that chair is, this chair is for those already in my domain. Hmm. Does it say that in multiple languages? Oh, yeah. Okay, great, but what's this guy's domain? It's a sc- There was a skull on the key, right? Right. So death, probably. None of us are dead. Mm. Oh, but we almost died. So does that like, what if we like sit like one cheek on the chair? If it's who has almost died, then I can definitely say that it should be me, but I don't, are we sure? No idea. Can I take a little closer look at the chair? See if there's any, like, maybe hidden writing or something like that? Sure, take an investigation check. All right. 11. God, why? Roll 20 hates me. All you can do is read the words in the variety of languages that you understand. Can, That's it. Can I take another religion check to see if I can? Sure. Because it's all religious-y shit. <laughs> uh, 15. Uh, you know that this is Mirkul... M-Y-R-K-U-L, who is the god of death. You know that his symbol is a white human skull. Hmm. He is a god of death. Yes. He is a god of death. Well, yeah, there are more than one, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, the god. The god is Miracle? I can't say that in an accent. Mickle. He's a god of death. He's the god of, he's the god of death. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> so is this a, we need to put the dead man in this chair or whoever has experienced this the most? Mm. Raw kind of looks grim. Hmm. Uh, balance out loud says, Monaka, you considered dead? I know you can hear me. Do I feel dead? I mean, you don't have a body. Unless you count mine. I'm speaking to you. I could have control if I wanted. I'm not dead. I guess that answers that. Fuck. Should I just try it? You guys will help me, yes? If it doesn't work. Fortune (laughs) fakes the brave. You were the brave one with the doors, yes. Fine, I'll sit in the chair. No. Uh, that can't be it. Well, you said what if it's the person who's experienced the most of it, right? Maybe. I, There's only one way to find out. I'll I'll do it. If it if I get hurt, you'll 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 heal me, right? I can't heal uh, you. That's why I'm no, saying. No, not you, him. I know, but why would the person that heals sit in the chair? I don't heal. I'm not the only one that heals. Balance heals. Yeah. I'm, You'll heal me, right? <laughs> if you're dead, I can't heal you, but sure. Raw sits in the chair. Oh my god. Fine. <laughs> okay. 
There are. I can't heal you from the dead either. Too late. Okay. You walk over and you sit on the chair. You two see him tense up. You see his eyes roll into the back of his head. And you see his body shake. You see his body basically age exceptionally quickly. And then what what Raljak feels... Raljak, you are sitting in this chair and everything suddenly switches kind of like sepia tones. You are in a slightly different place. Before you, you see your two companions, but very shadowy in this sepia world. They're not substantial. To be fair, the walls, the chair, everything is not substantial to you. Ahead of you, past your companions, you see a very tall, very heavily robed humanoid. And you can see that they have exceptionally long fingers and you can see that there are some very, very kind of thin, almost scaly wings, which are currently folded. And their hands are held together, um, thumbs locked, fingers intertwined, and just holding them in front of them, in front, uh, front of their body. And they are just staring at you. Can I stand up? You can stand up. I'm going to stand up and not go towards it, but like make sure that I can back away from it and kind of put myself beside the chair. Yep, you can absolutely do that. You notice that your two companions aren't moving. Um, does the... It, it notices me, yeah. Absolutely, okay. it does. Okay. You get almost a... I want to say... Like a friend you can't place. You've known them for a long time, but you just can't place their name. You can't even place where you remember this person. It's very familiar to you. Who are you? Rorschach. I have been following you for a very long time. Following me how? Where are we? You are in the stalking. Do I know what that is? Uh, you probably wouldn't. You may have caught glimpses of this in fever dreams, but that's probably it. I don't know what that... Why have you been following me? You have been so close to death for a very, very long time. You intrigue me the way you keep putting it off. You have been following me because I am dying. I have been following you because you should have died many times. Yes. You haven't. No. And I have been following you because not a lot of people get away from the specters. And I and I have. You keep avoiding my grasp. It's very, very intriguing. (laughs) You are a resilient one. Making your job harder, no doubt. Yes. 
It's not exactly like I have to punch a clock nine to five and have a certain <laughs> quota. But don't get me wrong. You are definitely one if there were paperwork in this world to create more, but you do not. You're simply interesting to me. I am sorry about your Ama. It was a difficult reaping. You... you took her somewhere. I took her to where she needed to be. Can you show me? No. Right. It's not your time yet. You shouldn't be on this plane. But I am. What is happening? You sat in Miracle's chair. One of us had to. You got to see death because you are not dead. If you were anyone else, probably would have reached you where you sat. And I am very sorely tempted to take you now. But I made a promise to a certain young lady of yours. Emma. Yes. What promise? That I would help you find the one who orchestrated what happened to her. And then I will take you. That is fair. But what am I going to... I don't know if I can. I guess... If that's the case, you are going to be a bigger pain in the ass than you have been so far. <laughs> Your time here is limited. I'm going to send you back now. But you and I will have, I hope, at least a few more conversations before I reap you. I look forward to it, I guess. As you say that, the world comes back into focus. You two see him fading, dissolving away, and then you see him standing next to the chair, and you basically come back with a solid thump. Uh, Raul? Bounce? You are right, buddy? You, uh, died. I think. That's kind of what it looked like, yeah. That's what I heard, anyways. What do you mean what you heard? What did you hear? What do you know anything about the stalking plane? Uh Balance would know about that, right? Yes, you would yeah. I think you both would to be honest. Yes, yeah. I'm aware. A little bit. There was something there. It it said this was watching me for a long time. That's creepy. No wonder they call it the stalking plane. Right. It didn't seem like it wanted to hurt me. It brought me back here. Eh. I was dead? Uh, it looked like that, yeah. You, um, you kind of aged and withered and poof and then poofed to where you're standing now. Lots of puffing. As you uh, look back at the chair, indicate back there, you see there's a small, round, black metal disc. <sighs> One might call it a coin. That's yours again. <laughs> I pick up the coin and just kind of look at it. 
just kind of estranged by this whole thing. So what did the Are creepy... Are you all right? Did it talk to you? Yes. What did it say? It said that it has been watching me for a very long time. I mean, like, other than that, anything else? It... It met Ama. Took her. Oh, isn't that the broad you killed? Something like that. And... It said that it was going to let me stay, that I was going to do something. It's, it seems like it just wants to watch, I guess. This is fun for it. It doesn't see people evade it as much as me, I guess, is what I was gathering from that. I don't know. A lot of near-death experiences? Not like that. Yes. Eh, whatever get however it gets its kicks as long as it didn't kill you doesn't matter. No. No, it didn't, I guess. Hmm. Right, well best we step out and see what's in door number six then. Uh door number six, uh again a jar, and when you push it open you can see it's essentially a very large dormitory. There are a couple of dividing walls, but as you kind of look around you just see that there are more and more pallets, beds, bunk beds, that kind of such like. Looks like this could house at least 30 people. Well, uh, if we ever are on the run, at least we know where to come. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like this would be almost like a training grounds. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? You've got the first test was one of finding peace and serenity, and then you've got an altar for those who would wish to pray, a combat arena for those wishing to fight, along with a training room, along with the forge and all the creation tools. I don't understand the chair. That's the only one that evades me. Well, to be a good then, soldier, uh, you got to understand and accept death. You may be right with that. And then there's the dormitory here for perhaps uh, those staying and sleeping for training. Well, we got all we got three coins from the three gads. Uh, there were three doors, three keys. So there's got to be three places for us to put the coins, presumably. That's what I would have thought. Well, maybe it's is there more to the hallway? Yep. As you have basically progressed along this hallway and you come out and you basically kind of think that's like, wait. There's an end of this corridor. You look down to the end of the corridor and you can see that on the wall there is an intricate, um, like an intricate, I can't pronounce it, intricate. There is an intricate, <laughs> fuck it. There's a really <laughs> ornately carved, like not work, um, very dwarvish in design actually. Um, and you can see that there are three circles that are kind of indents that are perfectly matching the size keys slash coins slash circles disc of metal that you hold in your possessions hey look at that amazing it's like someone knew we were going to get the three things i don't fancy going to sleep just yet so uh let's go do that but before we do actually i uh need to heal myself a little bit that sword wound is uh stinging i am going to uh use one point, uh, one side point 
and restore HP uh, uh, D8 of HPs to myself. Go for it. I'm glad that Raw has full health and you guys are suffering now. <laughs> All right, I get you back four are HPs. So vindictive, Neil. I'm not. I'm at eleven. Okay. I'm just happy that I'm okay. Weren't you telling me to be All positive right, you, with my character? You basically touch yourself again. <laughs> and um, do you know what? I don't think you need to because all of your magic comes, sorry, all from of your the abilities come from the mind. You basically sit there and you kind of squint your eyes a little bit, like really focusing. And you guys see the sword wound that he had uh, he had taken uh, essentially begin to knit itself back together again. Um, skin as well. Oh, that always feels weird, but... Yep. Better. Okie dokie. Um, right, shall we? Yes. We All shall. Right, who, it's important for me to know. Actually, it's not really. No, I'm going to say it's important for me to know who puts the discs in. You guys want me to do it since I'm, what was it, Lord of the Doors? Lord of the Doors, <laughs> yes. I'll hand. I'll, Lord of the Doors, Doormaster. I'll hand her the red one. We, you have two of them. I know, and I'm handing you one of them. Okay, I have mine as okay, well. Okay, then I'll hand it to Balance. I don't know who has the things. Yeah. Oh, and the red one to someone else. That's cute. Yeah. I'll, we can all put one in. Uh, if it's all the same, I think the green one is more my alley. If we're all to be putting one in. Oh, yeah. I'll exchange my green one with your red one since I'm the fighty person. <laughs> yes. Makes, uh, I'm more sense. of the serenity and. <laughs> In case it wasn't obvious with my name balance and such. I think we broke Belanda, you guys. This is the it's just the cutest image of you guys like, but I, I want the red one. No, I want the green one. <laughs> no one wants the black one. It's like, one. they're going to argue over which, which no, one's No, no, Raul, you definitely like, get the black one. He's like, no, I want the blue one. I want the blue key. I want the blue one. You want the red me. I'll trade you my blue eyes, white dragon. Oh, my frigging We're God. trading okay, pogs. Um, we're trading pogs right now, and I love it. This is the funniest thing. Do you do you guys complete this cutesy image, put the coins in at the same time? Absolutely. Yes, yes. absolutely. As long uh, as the one that is for the red coin is somewhere I can actually reach without being yes. boosted. Yes, um, it's you. You guys can easily reach the various because I'm tiny. You guys place the circles within the appropriate recesses. As you do that, there is, as each key goes in, there is a flash of lights or a void. Um, and they sink back into the stone and you hear lots of clinking and mechanical ratcheting as this wall slides down into the ground. And ahead of you, you see a, you see a square room. It's not particularly large, but all three of you could stand in there, should you wish. In the very centre of this room, there is what looks like an empty armour stand, but it appears to have some odd attachments to it, as if things are supposed to slot in various places. Directly behind that and on the wall opposite the door, there is a very large, ornate mirror. But as you kind of look at it, it's kind of it's kind of blurry, as if it's kind of dirty, as if uh, like someone hasn't focused the glass on it particularly well. Um... And the walls are exceptionally plain. That's what you see. Interesting. I want to go look at the mirror up close. Okay. Balance wants go- to check out the armor stand. So there was the mirror, there was the armor stand, and, and what else? Basically, sod all else. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go the mirror is probably a little bit more interesting considering the painting in the other room. Okay. So the two of you are going to go to the mirror. Okay. I'm going to go to the armor stand first. You rock up to this armor stand and you give it a thorough looking over. Make an inspection check for me. Uh, Investigation. Investi- yeah, that one. Uh-huh. An obsession check. You make an obsession check. All right. Come on. Come on, roll 20. Don't fuck me. I've been doing this all night. Fuck. It's a 10. Um, I should not be an inquisitor. Ever. No, you suck at it, dude. Um, I do. <laughs> blatantly, you suck at this. Um, you look at this armor stand and yes, there should be... It kind of looks like there should be armor placed on it. But with a little bit more investigation, you kind of realize that actually uh, a suit of armor wouldn't really fit on this. You couldn't really fit uh, a chest piece on this. The leg pieces wouldn't be supported. The arms are no way. It looks as if that this particular armor stand, inverted commas, is set up to receive specific items. But unfortunately, you can't really get any more than that with that appalling roll. Hmm. Is there anything on it? There is currently nothing on there. Um, what did you What did you actually get? Ten. Um, you can see that the actual base of this is round. It's quite large. Um, and you can see that there are various uh, languages carved into, like, around the edge of this, like a rim. Um, and what languages can you read? Uh, common, elvish, dwarvish, and undercommon. Okay. As you read these, um, as you read these uh, various things written in there, you can tell that there's obviously common, dwarvish, elvish, something that you might recognize as celestial, something you might recognize as abyssal, that kind of thing. But as you read it, it only, as you kind of like look more intently at it, it all seems to turn into elvish, which I assume is your mother tongue. Yep. It all kind of just basically blends into Elvish. You kind of get the feeling there's definitely an enchantment on here. Hmm. And it basically says to you, here rests Halia Slayer, which is Elvish for Slayer made of shade. Here rests Halia Slayer. Yep. Which translates into Slayer made of shade. Um, am I able to lift it uh, up the armor stand or like the base of it and see if there's anything underneath it? Absolutely. There's nothing written underneath. Oh, I was looking for more for like, uh, <laughs> like someone actually buried there or something, you know? Uh, you lift it up. It's, it's light because there's sod all on it. Right. Uh, you pick it up. You see that there is nothing underneath it. There's, there's nothing. Hmm. All right. I'm going to walk over to where the others are then. Okay. As you put this down, you will see dot, dot, dot. I'm going to go to Sultana. You stand looking at this mirror. Um, You see your reflection. You see Razak's reflection. And as you step in front of it to be more central so you can see what the hell is going on, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. This is a very difficult check. And I have terrible wisdom, so... Mm-hmm. Ha ha. I got an eight. So I definitely <laughs> failed that check. <laughs> okay. You are frozen in place. You cannot move. Um, in the mirror, 
everything else basically dissolves away. You can't see the armor stand. You can't see your companions. You see only you. And you see yourself... You see yourself turning to one side and you see your face break into a smile and your arms raise. And you see Odette running into the mirror, running towards you. And she picks you up and she kisses you and she spins you round and she puts you back down and then you see her head whip from one side with a crack you see it whip to the other side with a crack and you see her falling to the ground you see her being dragged away by some force nothing you've ever seen before this is not exactly your memory You see her being dragged away in the mirror and you see, as she's being dragged, leaves a trail of blood behind it. And you see your body move, put your hands out towards this blood and you see anger burning in your eyes. You see fire erupting from your eyes, burning your hands. You basically turn into a fiery, small fiery inferno. You begin to see the mirror itself. You see blood dripping down the front of this mirror, coating this entire mirror in blood. It reflects back onto your furry inferno, hidden behind the blood. You see yourself wielding your great sword. You see it hacking and slashing left and right. You see it hacking into creatures, into beings, into orcs. You see it slashing into other dwarves. You see it smashing into a female dwarf. You see it smash into a male dwarf. You see the bodies fly left and right, and every time you swing, you see more blood fly off and darken the mirror until all you can see is a very small pinprick of fire. And then you see two shadows. Two thin, tall shadows. And you see a handprint in the blood, and it begins to move left and right, and you see it begin to clear the blood away. And you see the fire of yourself burning. And you see these two shadowy figures put their hands out to you after clearing some of this mirror. And you feel that anger slowly, very slowly ebb away. There's no longer fire, it's just burning embers. It's hot, but it can be directed now. And you see the three of you, the two shadowy figures and yourself, clear the mirror away. And you see one of the figures step back and you take your place to the front and the left of this group. Your sword's still on fire, the fire still burning in your eyes, but the rest of you is just an ember. That's what you see. Rajak. Damn. <sighs> saving throw. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. This is exceptionally difficult. Fifteen. You are frozen in place. You cannot move. You look into this mirror, and the mirror is bathed in gold. And within a beat of a heart, you see Amos standing next to you. She has her arms draped around your shoulder, and she's looking out at you into your eyes and smiling. She is essentially a beacon of gold. She emits a lot of light and it lights up your face. It makes everything in this mirror very bright, very vivid. 
and then she goes still. She's no longer laughing, no longer smiling. And that beacon of light flickers and goes out. And you see her slowly dissolving down. You see her face, her scales dissolving down as if burnt with an exceptionally powerful acid. And you see her body drop to the ground and you see it smoking. And you hear her cry out. You hear her say, Well, Jacques, I'm so sorry. I should have told you. And then she's no longer there. The world goes black and white. The world goes black and white with shades of grey. And you see yourself standing there. Shades of grey, the world itself, shades of darkness. And you can see that there is a small red glow in your chest. And the vision changes slightly to focus on this glow. And you see your heart beating slowly. But what draws your attentions are the grey lines coming from this heart clustered either side. And they go up towards a pair of hands at the very top of the mirror. And they seem to be pulling at the strings, much like a marionette. And then you see the hands clasp the strings and rip them apart. And your heart is ripped into two pieces and you see a small fountain of blood. And the world goes darkness. And then you see two slightly light figures appear. One very tall, one very short. And they are bringing with them a small beacon each a different one. One brings you a small beacon of white, one brings you a small beacon of yellow. And they begin to push it towards you, and initially you see that the arms of the figure with the broken heart pushes them away, until eventually the figure seems to give up in the centre, you give up. And you see that the white and the yellow are pushed into you, and you see that it begins to fill you with a glow, and the world comes back into, very slowly, back into colour and you take your place at the front of this trio and that is what you see Raljak I need you to make a constitution saving throw absolutely <laughs> uh, oh wow uh, nat 20 22 it takes a lot of breathing <laughs> you in fact stop yeah. breathing for quite a while And when you do, you breathe in deeply, you breathe out deeply. But that, possibly that serene sense you got from Ilmata earlier, perhaps from having spoken to the spectre, you managed to just about, crit or not, hold your shit together. Balance your back in with the rest of them now. Right. So I go over to the mirror to see what they're, uh, if they find anything. Zoltana, roll. Anything to report with the mirror here? Guys? Roll's like... Kind of still just staring. Not really acknowledging anything yet. Yeah. Uh, can can we talk again? Like, are we done being frozen? You are done being frozen. Zoltana's just going to kind of shake it off and go, No, it's just a mirror. That doesn't make any sense. I would assume that there would be an exit of some sort here, at least. 
Let me see. Uh, Balance is going to walk up to the mirror and place his hand on it, see if maybe it's like an illusion where he could go through it. Before you even manage to touch the mirror, standing front and center, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Again, this is exceptionally difficult. Oh, okay. Crit fail. <laughs> Holy shit. Nice. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> you look at the mirror and you see your family. You see your aunt, your mother, your father. You see your aunt wearing her crown. It's a rose gold filigree, very ornate, leaves, vines, all that good shit. And it has a lot of rose quartz in it. It's a very beautiful looking thing. It's rarely worn by your lineage, but she has chosen to wear this. You see your mother and your father walking off to one side, having their own conversations, making their own machinations. You see them walk to one side to a chessboard and you see them moving around various chess pieces, but they don't look right. One of them looks suspiciously like you. And you see your aunt walking towards you. And just as you see your father move the queen and your mother ultimately moving the chess piece, which looks suspiciously like you, you see yourself and your aunt fight. You see a vicious fight. You see punching and snatching and you see kicking. You see weapons being drawn from her and you. She pulls a dagger, you pull a sword. She pulls a hammer, you pull a more. It gets suspicious, much larger and more vicious, the bigger weapons you begin to fight with. And eventually, you see yourself grabbing hold of her arms and staring intently at her, and you see an explosion. You see her head pop. And as that shatters and you see the blood pouring everywhere, you see another person standing there instead. You see your father standing there. And you see that intense hatred that you have boiling under the surface. You see his head explode. Your mother standing there. You see her explode. It flickers through all the people that you have ever known in your life that have gotten you to this point. Lindrin is there. To a degree, Caden is there. You see your companions there. Every one of them explode in exactly the same way. And when you think you can't take any more, you put your hands forward and you catch the crown you put this crown on your head and you stare back looking at yourself a smile, a twisted smile a smile that's not quite yours and you see your skin slowly sheen slowly reflect light and you begin to realise that your skin is turning the rose gold of that crown You see your eyes slowly being replaced with the rose quartz. Every major feature either becomes gold or rose. And you see a sword appear in your hand. You see a cloak appear on your back. You see armies at your back, dwarven, elven, human, dragonborn. You see tiefling. You see all the races under your command. And you wickedly smile back at yourself. And you become aware, as you stare more intently at your eyes, that you're crying. Your eyes are completely at opposite to the rest of your body. This is someone trapped. As your body begins to issue orders, point directions, as it begins to hack through enemies, as you click your fingers and people explode, 
and all the time you can see these crystalline tears rolling down your face. And then you see two shadowy figures appear. You see one tall and you see one short. And you see them clawing at the crown, which you fight. You fight hard against them, you slash at one, but it doesn't seem to give up. It comes back and one of them wipes the tears away from your eyes and you can see that the gold is beginning to slowly disappear. And as they begin to realise that this is happening, they rub these tears across your hands and your arms are finally able to move and you remove the crown and everything goes back to normal. You step back and allow your companions, the shadowy ones, to step forward. But the crown is actually sitting on your head this time, but it's not in control. Hi everyone, it's Future Falonda here, about six and a half years in the future from when this episode actually released. Thank you so much for giving our podcast a try. I'm really proud of our story, right from even these beginning episodes right up to where we are now, which isn't even the end. It's wild to think we've gotten this far. So thank you so much for listening to our story and we hope that you continue to enjoy. I'm here from the future to let you know that a few years after this episode aired, we were asked to create a Patreon. So we did. And on our Patreon, ad-free versions of our episodes are now available from as little as $1. So if you prefer your episodes without the paid advertisements at the beginning and the end, then we have an option right there on Patreon. Thank you so much for listening and please enjoy the wild ride that this story becomes. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.